Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with pastor-teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk Truth Radio Podcast. Um, this is our second interview. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, my cousin, uh, Corey, Minister Corey. And uh, does your wife have a title? No, <laughs> just Kassir. Kassir. <laughs> okay, I, you, know, you know, I don't want to mess it up. Just Kassir, Kassir Sutton. So I'm going to do a disclaimer. These are my relatives. So uh, 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 we're cousins. We're first cousins. So, um, But I want to get his opinion and his viewpoint and her viewpoint because they are a young couple. And uh, just to see what their perspective is. So uh, good afternoon, Corey and Kassir. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good, good. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. My first question is, how has the coronavirus affected you guys as a family? You go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Um, I think if anything, it's helped us to slow down. It hasn't really changed too much of our routine. Our children are homeschooled, so that wasn't really affecting them. But we had, before Corona started, we had said that we wanted to be able to spend more time together, you know, with both with us working and just everything going on. The family we were constantly moving and not really being able to get that good quality time that we really desired to have with one another. So for our marriage, it's helped us just be able to spend more time together mm-hmm. with our family. We're doing more as a family, being able to get even more involved um, with different things. So besides us not physically being able to go to church, we there really hasn't been a big impact, which I thank God for, on our family. Wouldn't you agree, Bay? Yeah, uh, especially on the negative side. I mean, we hadn't had it really had any negative negative uh, effects from the coronavirus because uh, I guess when you know and and you staying understand the years and and I thank God for being able to understand that before all of this happened. Now, it wasn't just, oh, we're forced to be together. We're forced to be here with everybody. And I don't know how to act as a the head of the house or the sense or we don't know how to act as husband and wife. But because we had already been trying to form that thing together and uh, before all this happened, it was like, well, Lord, thank you for this time that we have together. Yeah. So um, honestly, man, it's, it, it has affected us in a more positive way to understand the uh, importance of, and I'm not, and, and I will throw this out here. I'm not just saying this because this is my cousin that's interviewing me. I'm not just saying this because this sounds good. It's the truth. Okay. It has affected us in a positive way because now we're able to look at each other every day, understand what it is that God is requiring of one, uh, 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 me as a husband, me as a uh, uh, father figure, but me as the priest in my home. So if I, if I can get my household together, the church, 
I'll be able to understand what the church is supposed to do. You know what, what we're supposed to do as a family. You know, right, you understand right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So in other words, you guys have more than survived. You're thriving during this time. Yes, yes. I mean, and I to be honest with you, I guess you know I think about March the 13th. March the 13th was uh, was a Friday in March that when I left school, you know, because I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher by trade. When I left school, I didn't think. That's, and, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give my, uh, I'm gonna give something about that. Um, when I left, I didn't think that we would be closing down the schools. And um, I was working part time at a job here. And even with that, I'm like, okay, I can see things going to change, but I didn't know it was going to affect us the way it did. You know, and but that's where I learned to to stop giving my opinion. And uh, um, and God just kind of redirected me on that. He said, "In doing times like this, you seek me, and mm-hmm. I'll show you what to do." Mm-hmm. You know, so and therefore doing that—that's what has taught me more so to trust in God's word and get a better understanding of what it is that's going on, why it's happening. Uh, uh, and at the same time, I remember hearing you say something: No matter what happens to 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 us as Christians, the biggest thing that we can do is press forward and keep keep talking about the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and the importance of that. So that's my main thing. I guess, you know, it's, it's affecting this world in a negative way, but I'm thanking God that it, it is for those that know God, understand what God is requiring of, of us. Okay. Well, the next question I got, I have is with, with the new normal coming forward. I mean, they're actually saying that um, we're going to have this. It's not going anywhere. I mean, they played us along and try to keep us calm, but they're finally admitting that this may be something just that we have to live with for the rest of the generations to come until Jesus come back. Um, what do you see the, the church paradigm shift to be? I mean, this is not going to be, there is no, we might get out of the notion of going back because there is no going back. The church has never looked back. There are some principles that we can go by which are unchanging, but as far as the culture of church in America, African-American church, it's going to have to change due to this virus. What do you see the paradigm shift doing? What do you think the church will look like? I know I'm giving you a lot. What does that look like uh, now that we're going to open back up? Well, I think that one is it's causing us to be accountable because even you have big churches, you have small churches, and even now with everything going on, are, who's attending church? Who's getting in their word? Because if you say for anybody that's going to church but not fully committed to church, what's your who's holding you accountable? What's your, purpose? what's your purpose? Because if you, especially like in, you know, maybe it's churches that only have a few members, are you still doing what you need to do to to continue to get that word? Are you hungry? Are you seeking after God? Are you like, you know what? We don't have to meet. It's not required or well. So I feel like it's going to hold the church, the body of the church, even more accountable. We should be held accountable as it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with this situation, with the church having to do, is the church going to push forward, continue to get the word out, continue to be who Christ called us to be? Or are we going to lack behind because we don't have the quote-unquote source or resources with the way we're supposed to be, the way we normally did church. And mm-hmm. what is doing church normally anyway? Like, do we have those relationships? Are we the true body of Christ? 
Mm-hmm. Are we the church or are we just pretending and doing stuff that looks good? And now when there's no audience, quote unquote, to perform for, what are we doing? That's right. What does the church look like? Okay. That's the, and, then, and then for me, you know, I, I think about even before, before this actually happened, no, I didn't have a, a premonition and none of that stuff. But before it happened, I was sitting in my living room one night. It was about twelve, about twelve thirty in the morning, and I was just, just, just giving, you know, just praising God, you know, just through song and just singing. And the question I, I asked, I said, Lord, how much of, of what we offer to you as worship are you actually accepting? You know, and, yeah. and that came across, and it, and it just kind of hit me real hard. I'm like. You know, a lot of things that we're doing or that have been done in the church thus far up until now has just really been mere just out of formalities, out of shows, tradition and all of that. But when you and I I was we was looking at uh, just going back to the Old Testament and seeing, you know, the reverence of God and the fear of God, you know, that 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 (laughs) people had, even though they still messed up. But they, you know, at that moment they had it. So, but to answer your question, like, where do you see, see where do, where do, where do I see us going and how it's going right now based off of what, you know, what is being said. Honestly, I think about when the church was first uh, established mm-hmm. and how the church churches were, they were in people's homes, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, just like since this has happened, and how we've been doing church over Zoom, over uh, uh, conference calls, are are even even people just checking in on one another more than they ever have. Right. It's getting back to the normal how it used to be. I even thought about this. What if what I told my wife? I said, what if all of a sudden communication goes down? The mass. I say, and it has to go back to letter. Like when letters were written to the churches, right, and and, and the stuff like that. I even took it a little step further. Are people going to be willing to do what it takes, or what God is is is, is wanting for us to do, regardless of the regardless of what we have going on around us? Right. Are we able to carry the word for? Are we able to be effective in right. in our ministry? And are we able to stop looking at ourselves? There, a lot of people are self centered. What they can do, what they're able to do, what they're able to right, do. yeah. Well, the church, the church is definitely a yeah. The church is definitely a body, and 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 I like what you said. If everything shuts down, so in essence, if the culture changes so abruptly that that electronic communication is not available, then are we willing to go back to whatever we need to go back to to get the gospel out and to get it forward? And I think that uh, history is proven. That during the toughest times in history, uh, the gospel goes forward in persecution. Mm-hmm. It's not through the good times. Yeah, it's not through the good times. Not to cut you off, but I think about Paul. Where was most of his majority of his, his letters written from? Yeah. yeah, yeah, from jail. Yeah, and, and you one, see yeah, but somebody actually had to say, even though they know that they they was persecuting people for 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 the gospel, somebody had to say, you know what? Give me your letter. I'm willing to go take it across to the next town to make sure I give it to this church. Right. To make sure they they need to do. So, right. are we really really willing to do something of right. that magnitude? Maybe not on that. You know what I'm saying? Not the same way it was done, mm-hmm. but it, for our generation for this time. Who right. Knows? Right. Who knows what what may happen? We don't because we definitely didn't see this coming. Yeah, and I do see a, a uptick in hunger for simplicity of the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. The simplicity mm-hmm. of Jesus saves sinners. 
the understanding of grace and mercy uh, during this time. I have one more question for you. Uh, if church is changing and it's a new paradigm shift, what role do you see you two playing in that? Because you're a younger couple. What do you see your role as far as the church and its new shift? How will you affect the change that you just talked about? What will you do personally? I think personally for me, it starts one in the home doing mm-hmm. what I need to do, making sure that my, our children have that understanding of, of the gospel, of love, mm-hmm. and then being able to go out, being able to reach out, being able to check on people, being able to stand up boldly and unashamed in every area, especially concerning my walk with Christ. So I feel like as the church continues to progress, I want to be right there. I want to be right there continuing to help the ministry. Whether, because I do Sunday school with the little kids um, at church when we would meet as a body. But for me, working with the children is my passion. So any way that I can get the gospel out and get the message out of God's love, about salvation, about forgiveness, about grace, getting it across to the youth. That's why I see my push coming through, helping the younger generation so that it can carry on. Because if we stop it with us, then what's gonna happen? Right. right. Well, it, it, that's that's where it, it, it stops off with us. But, you know, I think about something else when we say it, but um, for me personally, um, uh, it's funny that you asked the question when, when having conversations for the last couple of weeks, of, you know, with different guys in ministry and just and people in general. You know, um, we're to be the light, right? Salt and light of, of the earth. Right. And, and I think about if I am a, if let's say that flat, the flashlight represents the light. There's no need for me going in a room that's already with the light on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of times we've been uh, flashing our lights in, in, in the places where it's not effective because it's already light there. And there's nothing wrong with building each other up, but now mm-hmm. it's time to, to 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 really go forth with. And 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 I say this, and I say it with. I'm not gonna say caution, but I say it with understanding what comes with it, allowing God's will to be done in our lives. Mm-hmm. And because, and if I say, Lord, let Your will be done, not mine. That may mean doing something so uncomfortable, so out of my own way of thinking that it, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, being led by, like like I was talking earlier, being led by the Spirit of God, you understand that there are some, some, uh, some positive results on the other end of it. And it may not just, you being willing to be that vessel, and I'm talking about myself, being able to step out of a comfort zone and do what God is expecting of me, it may be in dark places. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Dark places where where I wouldn't normally go. I wouldn't uh, people that I wouldn't normally say something to. Because like I said, we get so comfortable with going to church. Is that that and we do it as a checkoff. Hey, I've been to church. Hey, I, I said uh bless you, my brother, but all but also going out and seeking saving souls that are lost, you know. Right. That that's that's the whole point in telling people about the gospel. 
and not being ashamed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm ashamed, but sometimes we so so in our comfort zone. That's why I think this is a shakeup. It's right. a shakeup to get us away from the norm or what we have considered norm. Right. And going further and doing more of letting 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 people see you you witness more than than hearing you witness. Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, the, the, I like what you said about the flashlight. The Bible teaches that um, that you don't build upon a, a, no other foundation when the foundation has been laid, and Christ yeah. is being being upheld in an area or with some people. There's no reason for you to come behind him with the same flashlight, exactly. other than to encourage and edify him. But don't yes. think that you're doing because the light shines into the dark, and the dark perceives it not. We are supposed to be the light that shines in the dark, and therefore, that's the that's the shift that I see spiritually. Is yeah. where God is saying, "Look, you spent a lot of time, like you said, light amongst light, checking yeah. that box, and yeah. nothing's getting done." You know, yeah. I'm patting you on the back. You, Doc, how you doing, Doc? Doc, we doing? How many running, Doc? Doc, that that church lingo. Let me see. Let me see my Bible right. You know that doesn't go. That doesn't go anywhere with. Uh, yeah. With dealing with people being in the uh, uh, in their condition, you know, Paul said, "I for I not for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power under salvation, God's power under salvation, first to the Jew and then to the Greek." It's, and then he also then in uh, in, uh, in John he said, "Come unto me, all who thirst, believe upon me, as the Scripture has said, and out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living water." Uh, there are thirsty people and hungry people, and there's people who need to know the power of the gospel. And the only way to do that is decide to leave the country club of church and get out and be the church before the people. That's right. That's right. And that, and uh, if I can add, that's what uh, the, uh, the, the part in Acts, Acts 1, mm-hmm. where it says, verse 8, it says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the othermost parts of the earth. Right. And, and I'm looking at that. That's being at home in your community and other places that need it. It's just not staying there in that home. There was there were specific instructions in specific places that need to be be, be reached. But yeah, unfortunately, in the past, I'm just being being honest and being transparent. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah. Of the farthest we go is the church. Yeah, yeah. And our and and Bibles go wants to get out of the church. The Bible's going back. I, and it's, it's funny to see a sun bleached Bible. And somebody try to try to explain it to me. You know, goes on the back window window and it's like bleached. It's like they only bring it out when they come to church, and then eventually it gets the black turns to this this weird color. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm not gonna hold you long, but uh, I thank you, Casir, uh, uh, and I thank you, Corey. Again, disclaimer: they are my cousins, but they are children and uh, of God that I respect. I respect their thoughts. Their I expect the Holy Spirit that lies with each each of them. Uh, they are awesome family. Oh my God, I got Amen. awesome children. Uh, come from an awesome stock, those you know. So, <laughs> so, so. Uh, but other than that, um, it and, and you know, let, let's talk about this just briefly. It has helped our f- whole family just come together. Yes, it, I, it, I had it in my mind. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but you to tell them, tell them what you and Jasmine have accomplished. I mean, it's like awesome. 
But it, look, my wife is over here patting on me, by the way, because she, she knows I get excited. But but it, it's it's this 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 has brought so much out of me personally because it's just like I I, I stated that you know God has a remnant in His church, right? And, and and when He showed me about the remnant in the church, it's like you know I'm trying to relate this back to the family. If the family realizes who, who, if the family get their foundation together, then the church foundation is showing up on solid rock. Right. Okay. She's she's patting on me, telling me quickly, cause so I, I gotta be quick. To, but <laughs> but okay, what we did was we well one my cousin Jasmine, which is Jim's. I mean, after Jay's. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, Go ahead. That, that his daughter, my cousin. And we, we just got to talking about it. And, she, and out of this came a Facebook page for Bob Suttons. And it started with just one of the brother's uh, children. But I was like, you know what? It's time I was just looking out for self. You got talking about a whole family of Suttons that included, what, seven brothers and one girl? Right. Or eight and one girl. And I'm like, look at all the people that we have out there. But that remnant of people that's left in the family has to even do something. We got to stand up. We right. got to stand up. So, <laughs> come on. Come on, help me. Come on, help me. Come on, help me. Because she's been right here with me. I'm right here with him. Go ahead, Kasim. What happened was they, what they did, which was such a blessing and so amazing, is able to connect um, all of a sudden family. And there's so many people still joining the Facebook page and able to have a Zoom meeting. Um, they do it on Sundays. And every Sunday, and it's just such a blessing to see so many different generations, so many different Suttons just all over, all over the United States. So it's so beautiful. So they were able to come together. And again, you know, with the heart's desire of, you know, the family coming together and and just standing up and just getting to know one another and then forming that bond of relationships. That should be, but not only about the relationships, but to be able to put faces, names with people that we can take before God and start praying and interceding on their behalf. Right. You know? Right. Go ahead, No, 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 no. I'm just taking it back because, you know, because you asked me one time the other day, what did I have to say? I really don't have to say nothing because what I'm looking at is all the faces that I've never seen before. Yeah. That's out there. I mean, my brother thought he was in Colorado by himself, but he's not. Exactly, and that's what that's what I was leading to. I said you're finding out all of these people, and in the same places that you're at, having relatives that you don't even know. And but by stepping out of the comfort zone, what happens? Yeah, and now we got. I mean, it's like 50, 60 people on there. Yeah, you know, and it started with like six. <laughs> yeah, and now it's, it's it's just growing exponentially. More friend requests going both ways. Uh, yes. Uh, and and to me, the biggest. You know, Jasmine started this thing a long time ago in a one way with yep. uh, we submitted our blood to uh, yep. Ancestry. And yep. I would suggest everybody do that because that's when Jason, I mean, think about it. All yep. the way in, in Hawaii, in Korea, there there was a guy connected to us by blood that didn't know us. You know? And now look at him. I mean, it's like, wow, he has a family. Yes, he thank God he got adopted and all that. But he has his blood roots that he can connect to, and that means a lot. And it's but that's what and going to it, just what we're saying and relating it to church and 
how God is operating and wanting us to operate, there is the purpose for everything that's going on and what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we may not understand it. We may not fully understand it. But we got to trust and know that, you know, I, I didn't do that on my own because I didn't come, come forth to do that on my own. I felt led to do that one night. Okay. I said, you know what, I'm Zooming with everything else and doing everything else. It's time for the family to be the family what God requires a family to be. And yeah. I, I'm not saying that we're going to throw something down somebody's throat. It's about being that light and being an example whether whether I can't say it's not gonna come up because you know if, if God tell me to say something I'm saying and I know you the same way but being a godly example and being able to stand in the gap and pray for one another amen amen and that's the way I look at it if if, if I don't get to see anybody I can pray with people's names that I know now and uh, look forward to seeing them at one time and like I say when I sit all them faces I'm just so overwhelmed with joy there's, you know, it's like I don't mind taking a backseat to the joy of the family at large. I mean, I ain't got to say yeah. nothing. Just let yeah. the family love on each other. You know, the philosophies or the religion or the God that sent us, you know, God deals with me and says sometimes, you know, when he says last should be first, first should be last. I, I'm not the family's pastor. You follow what I'm saying? I'm y'all's cousin. I, I look, trust me, I I'm, understand. I'm y'all's cousin. So, you know, I try not to project that because there's no reason to. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know, there's no reason to. I'm not y'all's pastor. I'm y'all's cousin. And and I like stepping out of the pastoral leadership and relinquishing be that to Yeah, be part of the family and relinquish that to my elders. You know, your mom, Angeline, all of them. Man, I look up to them and be like, okay, y'all talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. y'all y'all tell us who I mean now we back to what, eighteen forty three? Eighteen yeah, eighteen forty three. Eighteen forty three, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, that 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 part just takes my breath away and, and says you know, we I mean, we're back to, to, to uh uh slavery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, just think if we can make it all the way back to Africa if we keep digging. So, 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 if if I may to to tie it back in to what what we were talking about at the same time, back in the slavery, you have a a, I'm gonna just use his name, Jake Sutton, right? Which is our Walter Sutton's dad, right? He had all these children that that we know none of their none none of their children's children, none of their, their cousins on that side, but why? Um, you know, and going back to talking about where we see the church now, you know, like Sarah said earlier, if we don't say nothing now, what happens to the generations from from this day forward? Yeah. What happens if we don't step up and and actually go outside our comfort zones? Yeah. And then put you know, down any animosity. Us. Yeah. And put down any yeah, animosity that have, may have arisen through relationships exactly. that we have nothing to do with. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because they're family. I mean, regardless of what happened, how you got in, you got in. That's and that's and that, you know what? That's the that's the gospel adoption into the family of Christ. Everybody comes as adopted. We never we are not born Amen. into it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm gonna end it with that. And uh, you know, thank you guys for coming on. And uh, I'll see you guys Sunday. Bye. Amen. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye bye. All right, bye.
Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walking Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want to thank you today for tuning in and I want to praise you for praying for this ministry. We are growing by leaps and bounds. If you would like to support this ministry and give a donation, look in the description. We have Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. But most importantly, we need your prayers. So I just want to thank you again for coming along on this journey and we will see you on the other side. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together.